My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are, are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to Hype Episode 8. And if you're not familiar, these are bonus episodes in which we talk about a film that has just come out and is still in theaters. Thus, it's being hyped up. Mm-hmm. Hype episode. So it's a little <laughs> bonus episode we throw in on Fridays. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing the horror comedy, The Dead Don't Die. Yes, which you looked at me in the theaters and went, if we don't do this movie, I quit. So we had to do it. Okay, this is a 100% (laughs) biased ass review. Uh, I don't know if you know this. This might be something you don't know about me, Kristen. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, I'm married to Brad. I am familiar. I was at your wedding, yes. Right. Well, Adam Driver is my side bitch. Oh. And I don't know if you know that or not. (laughs) but i yes i love everything that he does because he's in it even patterson which was actually done by this director Mm -hmm. really boring movie i feel stupid sometimes when i don't like these artsier films because i'm like am i missing something and i i understood it but it was like looking into a mundane unhappy life and i can do that any day i want to so (laughs) Uh, Patterson didn't do much for me, but the fact that Adam Driver was in it, I was like, all right, I'm watching it and I'm going to enjoy it. Right. And a lot of people, he's so polarizing as far as physical attraction because some people are like, oh, wow, he's great. (laughs) And then some people are like, that is the weirdest looking dude I have ever seen. But Star Wars gave me the shirtless Kylo Ren scene (laughs) in episode eight and I was living for it. I hear Kylo Ren has a six pack. He do, though. He do. Uh, for real. For real. So I was really excited to see. But not only Adam Driver, Bill Murray's in this, Tilda Swinton is in there this, so Danny Glover is in, in this, Steve Buscemi is in this. I mean, there's just, this is a really star-studded cast, yeah. especially with Bill Murray being in another zombie movie. I mean, he was so funny in Zombieland, even though yeah. he had a smaller little part there. So it, I was excited to see it. And it looks like a zombie movie that is being made to be a zombie movie just to be a zombie movie like yeah and, and it, you know that kind of going into it but i gotta say this was the weirdest fucking movie i think <laughs> i've ever so seen fucking weird so weird but like i think i've seen some reviews on this and people are pretty split like mm-hmm. they liked it or they really didn't like it and i liked it mm-hmm. i think i liked it overall it wasn't an amazing movie but it was definitely passable like it was it was entertaining the road. Mm-hmm. yeah it was i didn't feel like i wasted my time no, I didn't either. And I walked out and I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? But like, not in like a, what the fuck? I'm yes. pissed. And like a, oh, what? This movie is definitely like a love poem written to Night of the Living Dead. That's yes. what it is through yeah. and through. It's kind of like one of the, it's kind of like Cabin in the Woods in the way that mm-hmm. it knows exactly what it is. And it's actually putting these horror stereotypes on blast. But they almost break down that fourth wall several times. Yes. I mean, we'll get there, but at one point, Bill Murray asks Adam Driver's character, like, how do you know it's going to end badly? And he's like, because I read the script. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's very blatant and mm-hmm. knows exactly what it is. But also at the same time, we don't even know what we're watching because so many weird, like random weird shit yeah. happens. And it's like, yeah, like what? there was a point when I looked at you, I was like, <laughs> aliens. And then there it fucking was aliens. It was a UFO out of nowhere. It was the weirdest shit, man. Like, I really, again, uh, you, if you don't know, these, this is going to be a full spoiler review, and this is still yeah. out in theaters. Now, I didn't see a wide release as far as 
uh, major theaters. I mean, we have Cinemark here. We yeah, have we had to go uh, to a little artsy theater. Yeah, we to went to it. the the Peak downtown, and mm-hmm. it, they only have three screens, and it's been around forever. And, and they do a mm-hmm. lot of the indie films yeah. and uh, some of the you know in select theater. Yeah, most films. things that you see that are going to be up for Oscars, it goes to this theater. Yeah, that's not going to be shown at like your AMC yeah. or your Cinemark or whatever. And so we had to see it there because it wasn't in any of our big theaters mm-hmm. that I so saw. Weird. We kept going, I don't understand. Are they not updating their websites? What's going on? Yeah, we kept looking for Showtime so mm-hmm. we could book our seats. And no, we yeah. couldn't get it because it was just not there. So it might be a little bit harder for you to find. But if you're near a big-ish city, I'm sure some theater yeah. will have it. But I would recommend checking it out just to, I would love to hear some opinions on if you loved it or you hated it or you're yeah. just confused or you're like, meh. Like, I'm super interested in what the general, like, critics are one thing. Yeah. But I'm really curious about what the general population is kind of saying about this movie. I mean, we're the ones that movie. go see it, not right. critics. They see it once and then they're done. We're right. We're the ones who love these movies, so... Yeah, and I got to say, like, of course, I'm going to be like, anything Adam Driver is in is good, period, end of discussion. But I am also subjective in the fact that, like, Patterson bored was me to pretty boring. death. It was. And just because he was in it didn't make it not boring. Mm-hmm. But his performances have never been bad. No. One of my favorite movies he's in is called What If, and it's actually a romantic comedy with Daniel Radcliffe in it. Oh, such a good oh movie. Oh, my God. And so he's done a lot of film. Black Klansman, mm-hmm. he did such a that good job. That was an amazing freaking movie. Yeah, and so his performance is good in all these movies, and in this one as well, but I he's think great. this one... He was the best part. Like, you waited for him yes, to come back on screen. Exactly. Him and Bill Murray, when they weren't on screen... Yeah. I was like, let's get back to them because yes. they're funny. The, oh, my God. The humor was so dry. It's And I love dry, dry humor. So, oh, my God. I loved it. Yeah. It was great. It was so... And we had a really good crowd. We did. That was awesome. People were laughing The humor and hit it. almost uh-huh. every time they tried. And I know some critics have said that the humor was hit and miss. But really, in our theater, I mean, there was especially, like... Uh, I don't know if they were two girls and friends or whatever. They were busted like, and got the whole her, fucking right? time. Yeah. yeah. And so all the humor seemed to hit for our crowd, which was fun because it's sometimes That's especially yeah at these indie theaters too a lot of the time these are movie lovers mm-hmm. and, exactly and c- consistent moviegoers like we are i mean they're going out of their way and trying to find parking downtown which took 45 Jesus minutes Christ. yeah a pedestrian hit the hood of my car because <laughs> i got stopped in a crosswalk by another pedestrian that wasn't supposed to be crossing and we got into it it was a whole thing trying to go see this movie yeah. you guys i almost called you and i was like fuck it right I'll, we'll see it another time but i only had to circle like i don't know 27 times <laughs> to get only. a parking spot and then i had to walk three blocks yeah. and then you had to drive me to my car yes. so but i mean it was worth it i thought it was good but let's go through it a little bit i can't take notes during most of these hype episode movies because we're in a new release theater especially this one this one was pretty packed it was full and they since this is such a small theater and it's not like up to Mm-hmm. technological like the rest of them are it was so fucking dark i literally yes. just picked the first two seats i saw that i could see because i didn't know if we were gonna be i literally stopped I there holding them. the popcorn i was like i don't know where to go <laughs> you and your ass eyes too yes can't see in the dark. i literally couldn't see i was like i can't move I'm sorry yeah. uh this theater also tangent here but relative to our experience uh had a balcony that we couldn't find because i really wanted to yes. sit in the balcony because that's fucking cool but... i double checked that with my mom and she's like we totally watched my big fat greek wedding in that balcony so there's a way to get to it we need to figure it out i love that you saw that movie in that theater <laughs> yes <laughs> 
Okay, so in the beginning of this movie, there is a cop duo, Cliff Robertson and Ronnie Peterson. And Cliff Robertson is Bill Murray's character and Ronnie Peterson is Adam Driver's character. And there is a a character called Hermit Bob that just like lives in the woods of this (laughs) tiny town called Centerville. And they had a complaint from this asshole farmer that nobody likes named Frank Miller that he had like stolen and was eating his chickens. And so they're like, Bob don't eat his chickens like it's they they you can tell that they deal with him all the time mm-hmm. and it's just like Armin bob's being weird again let's go tell him to knock it off and then while they're doing this they notice that it's like past eight o'clock and it's still really it's bright still outside so bright. like like three or four o'clock yeah bright i guess four o'clock if it's not daylight you know but yeah let's say in the middle like of the even afternoon in the summer when it's longer it's yeah. so bright yeah so it cuts to the di- this diner scene, and there, of course, is the waitress, and then there is Farmer Miller, who is the asshole that nobody likes, <laughs> which is which is Steve Buscemi's character. Yes, and he's got a hat on that says, it's like the Trump hats, and yeah. it says, make America white again. And he's sitting next to this character named Hank, who is black. Yes. And so they said, this, it's funny, but also, this movie is very if you go into it and you just on the surface look at it, there are a few political messages. But yeah. if you look really into it, it's a political piece as yeah. well as an ode well, I mean, to Night of the Living Dead. Which that's what also, Night of the Living Dead was. I was about so, to say, yeah. yeah, which also was that. So, you know, there are some things about our current culture and things like that that are thrown in here. But they're twisted to be kind of funny and also like in this yeah. zombie situation. And Hank is at this diner with this asshole farmer and Hank, they're listening to this radio report about polar fracking. So here comes in another political point about us fucking up the earth and the consequences that that can have. And in this, it doesn't it does take an environmental point in the fact that it fucks up the environment to the point where being living or dead people are being reanimated. Yes. But the waitress's name is Fern. And they're also like, why isn't it dark outside? Like. They're just kind of freaked out. It's like yeah. the beginning of really any zombie movie. People are starting to figure out things are amiss. Like, <laughs> right. So you're getting that same same setup there. Now, one thing that if you've listened to us for a while, you know that we listen to a lot of Chris Stuckman's reviews on YouTube because while yeah. he is a film buff and also trying to be and has made some films and he's a little more analytical than we are, he tends to have one of those opinions that he's still a viewer. You know, he's still yeah. I'm just a moviegoer. He's not super arrogant in yeah, his opinions. Yeah, he'll comment on shots a couple times, but yeah, yeah. And just watching movies a lot. I mean, I'm starting to do some of that stuff too. Mm-hmm, exactly. And so, uh, but he mentions, you know, there's this group of kids at this juvenile detention center, and it really doesn't have anything to do with the movie, and it could have been left out. And yeah. uh, that's what we're getting to here is there is uh, a group of kids at this at the Centerville Juvenile Detention Center, and one of the kids' name is Geronimo. He's the boy, and then he's friends with Olivia and Stella, and they're watching this news report on TV. Yeah. And, of course, they're starting to get a little freaked out, and so it, it brings their story into it. And I... Do agree that the juvenile detention stuff was not necessarily needed to the point of the story, but yeah. I do understand that they were trying to show this incident in a couple different perspectives happening exactly. to different people. So I don't think it was necessarily useless to the story because I think that what the director and the writer were trying to do was to show 
different people in the same town experiencing the same thing and how they were experiencing it. Maybe if they had brought all the characters back together or something like they do in a lot of movies, it probably would have been better because you would have felt like they were included somewhere. But you didn't get a resolution with these kids. Exactly. It's kind of like a throwaway because you have no idea. Exactly. So I kind of see where they were going, but we didn't get any resolution with the kids. But by the end of the movie, you're kind of like, eh, don't Mm -hmm. really care about them anyways. But we do have these kids here. And then uh, it shows this other story and there is a gas station owner named bobby who also sells specifically horror memorabilia he's a huge horror buff he makes his own t-shirts and he had a nosferatu one on which was cool and he's has even talks about night of the living dead a couple times there there's a lot of callbacks to that that we'll get to in a minute but he is getting a magazine or newspaper delivery from his i think it's supposed to be his ups man Mm -hmm. i don't remember they made some spoof on ups but i don't remember what it was it was like Woo PS or something. Yeah, it Woo had PS, a w, w in it. Yeah, somewhere. it was like Woo PS. Yeah, yeah. and th- he gets these rare magazines, and, and it's almost like Bobby has a crush on his delivery man. Mm-hmm. But again, they don't really do anything with that except for show the delivery man later as a zombie. Like, yeah, that's pretty weird. much about it. Maybe to show you, like, oh man, that guy got got it too. Yeah. I don't know, but. So it's just introducing these characters and it's pretty choppy at this point because then we cut to this motel owner and his name is Danny and he's watching another broadcast and it's a news report about pets behaving strangely. And he's feeding his cats and he like pulls it out of the thing Uh, and then he licks the spoon. Yeah. Uh. And cat foods literally and wet dog food, honestly, but especially like, cause cat food is usually fishy. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he's like (laughs) tapping it out or whatever, you know, and then he licks it and he's like, "Mm." and everyone, everyone in the whole audience were like, Oh, it was so great. Yeah. This movie is very, it gives you emotions. Almost. Yeah. And so you're, you're hearing that, you know, Animals are behaving strangely. The asshole farmer, Farmer Miller, that's not his name, but Farmer Miller's, <laughs> Steve Buscemi's uh, farm animals have disappeared. He's like, where the fuck are my cows? <laughs> 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 and Steve Buscemi is always funny. Oh, he is, I think yeah. my first Steve Buscemi introduction was in Adam Sandler's, oh, really, in everything Adam yeah, Sandler right. does. But I specifically remember Crazy Eyes and Mr. Deeds. Oh, yeah. yeah he's all mm-hmm. cockeyed. But his his role is funny, even though he plays an asshole. But there's, there's like, of course, a reason. But. First thing I ever saw him in uh, off track was Ghost World. And he was not funny in that. So I don't know. I have a really hard time with Steve I haven't Buscemi. seen that. Yeah, he is supposed to be, like, this serious role in that one. So I don't know. Like, he did a good job. But now it makes me look at him differently. Like, is he supposed to be funny or serious? In Everything that? I've seen him in, he's always been, like, in Adam Sandler movies being, mm-hmm. like... A weird... Oh, yeah, he's always hilarious. Yeah. So, it, he's funny in this movie, too. And he's like, where the fuck are my cows? <laughs> his chickens are gone. Yeah. His dog takes off. It's great. He's like, you idiot. And his dog's <laughs> running. If I heard a report that pets across the board were acting weird and dis- animals were disappearing, like livestock, I would be like, oh, fuck, we are fucked the animals mm-hmm. know so much more than we do they yeah. feel things that we don't feel they see things we don't see especially when it comes to the environment and the earth and storms and like for example katie and sierra are living with us right now mm-hmm. and their dog is a chowini and his name is bulbasaur and <laughs> he literally i know when it's gonna rain even if it's not raining because he smells it and he just starts shaking 
before anything hits the ground because he's so scared of it. But imagine that on, like, an apocalyptic scale. Yeah, Like, all the animals are terrified. Because I know at least when Bulbasaur does it, it's just because he's scared of rain. Yeah, exactly. But I can't imagine if, like, my pit started freaking out or my pug. Like, like, the end of the world. Yeah, because they're not scared of anything. Mm -hmm. Except for demons. (laughs) (laughs) So, a character that you haven't really been introduced to yet. In this little town, there are three cops. Adam Driver's character, Bill Murray's character, so the two, Cliff and Ronnie. And then there's a female named Mindy Morrison. And she is not super helpful in this movie, but she's probably the more realistic yeah, character. Yeah, like, that's how you would probably react. All this dry yes. hum- humor is not real. But no. she's scared and cries and screams. Right. And- exactly. And then these, the three of them discuss the, what's kind of what's going on in the town, and Ronnie and Mindy leave Cliff... And they have this, at the police station, they have this corpse in one... They have, like, two cells in this jail. Mm -hmm. And it's like a holding tank, essentially. And they have this woman that they all know. This is a, like, tiny, tiny town. I think when they drove by it, so the population was, like, 700-something. It's It's super small. small. And they have this woman who was known for drinking too much. Yeah, and she died. And she's just, like, the mortician or... Uh, medical examiner or whatever can't get come to get her mm-hmm. and so they just have to keep her with the sheet over her laying on this bench in one of these cells and so since there's only three of them they have to take turns on like night shift because if somebody calls 911 they're it exactly you know so ronnie and mindy leave cliff alone with the corpse of the like you said town drunk and her name is mallory and then cut back to the diner, which is Hank, Fern, the waitress, and then uh, one of the the diner has an overnight like janitor, and her name is Lily. And they are talking about Mallory, the town, the dead town mm-hmm. drunk at the diner. And then Frank leaves, and Lily tells Fern about Zelda Winston, the odd new undertaker, which is how this yeah. describes her, at the Ever After funeral home, which is kind of a Ever after you think of like happy endings, mm-hmm. not like death. <laughs> but with the weirdness of this undertaker, she probably does think death is a happily ever after. So this diner scene just kind of gets us to know the characters and their emotional connections and their friendships and that kind of thing. That's what that's there for. Right. And then Zelda, again, is the undertaker. This is uh, Tilda Swinton's character to yeah. give you like an aesthetic idea of what she looks like because it's kind of I wouldn't say it's important but if you can picture like kind of how odd she can like, look very pale very bright blonde hair yeah where you can't almost see. white yeah yeah <laughs> and she is she has this room right next to where she keep her dead bodies <laughs> and it, she's got a big statue of Buddha and she has all these samurai swords and she's like praying to Buddha and she you just see that she's like into this like you know tai chi if you mm-hmm. want to say like the asian martial arts and uh fucking shit up with swords yeah exactly and she prays to buddha they're like trying to make marchone from walking dead right exactly except creepier yeah yeah um, and then it cuts to two zombies so this is your first you get your first zombie outbreak their hands literally shoot up out of the ground and two like zo- the cover Yes. And two zombies uh, reanimate when night finally does fall. So it finally gets dark and these zombies just pop out of the ground. And they wander to the diner because in this movie it's interesting because the dead, when they reanimate, gravitate towards things they did when they were alive. And these two right. want coffee. Which so, is just like Dawn of the Dead. Yes. So. so they're going to the diner, of course. 
And then, of course, Fern, the waitress, and Lily, the janitor, are still inside the diner. And the gore in this, it, there's not a ton of it, but it's, it's pretty, good. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's, I was like, ooh. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't where I couldn't watch it, but I was like, ooh. Yeah. Like, zombie movies, what they do for me, as far as, like, getting into that horror mode, is I can't imagine somebody's teeth sinking into your skin to the mm-hmm. point of ripping it off and getting into your insides and your intestines that's some intense force and some intense pain and lily doesn't die quickly you hear her screaming even after the zombies are done with her so they basically ripped her open we're pulling out her insides before she has gone into shock and died yeah Yeah. so it's so weird because like you want to laugh at things in this movie but then you're like oh that's still fucking brutal (laughs) and then poor hank he goes to the diner early because he's like well sometimes they're here early and i get my coffee and so of course he calls in the cops so cliff is there and then ronnie comes speeding in with his tiny little red smart car and adam driver just as a person is is like i don't know like six five something like he's like how does he fit in this car yeah and that's and everybody laughed and then mindy comes up in a prius so these are environmentally conscious like little small town (laughs) cops but he's in this tiny ass little smart car and they come tearing into the parking lot and then i fucking missed this this is important the whole movie Including the credits, everybody's been like, oh, the dead don't die. This is a good song. Like, it, that artist, that CD yeah, that like keeps playing. like, in the very beginning, they that's another one of those where they break the, the wall. It's they're Sturgill talking, Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sturgill and he's Simpson. like, how do I know that? Well, because it's, it's the, theme the, song. the theme song of the movie. And he's, uh, Adam Driver's explaining that to Bill Murray. So, you yeah. hear that song the whole time. Yeah. And it's interesting how they place it, because it's almost, like, accidental, but... Yes. completely and yeah but anyways actually a really good song yeah and hank says to cliff something like could it have been an animal or a pack of animals and then each person goes in to view the bodies comes out and says the same thing and they exact. do it like a bunch of times so funny it is so funny and then even a uh, reporter later on does the same thing <laughs> yeah like it's just like this theme that happened to these people yeah. and everyone that sees it it's like an animal a pack of animals yeah. is so fucking funny rosie perez is the reporter and even back with the guy and his cats <laughs> it was so funny because it cuts away to explain something gross and then she's back on ew that's so nasty and then she realized she's back on air it's so funny was she right though <laughs> she was right so they're all like they looked at the bodies and you know whatever and then ronnie's like I think it's zombies. <laughs> <laughs> this movie knows exactly what it is. And yes. it's not like, oh, God, what's happening? No. Da, da, da. They're like, Adam Driver's character is like, zombies. I'm thinking zombies, <laughs> which is in the trailer. And, and it's funny. Like, it's this movie made me feel so weird. I was like, yeah. didn't know, like, how when I should be feeling exactly. because the humor is so dry. But then when you laugh, it's like, a, in my opinion, was like well-timed humor. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people that like that dry humor will really get a kick out of this movie. Okay, so we cut to Selena Gomez's character and her two friends. So her name is Zoe, and her friends are Jack and Zach. Jack and Zach. I'm going to mess that up. I'm going to be like, Jack? <laughs> the whole time. So, yeah, they're just traveling, and they're coming through Centerville, and they stop at Bobby's gas station. And then Selena Gomez's character, Zoe, buys Sturgill Simpson's The Dead Don't Die CD from Bobby. 
And then they get some snacks and they check in to Danny, who was eating the cat food at the Bobby motel. But even commented the car they're driving. Is very Night of the Living Dead. It's the car from Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Well, obviously not the one, but it's the same make, model, color. It, and it's Night a beautiful Dead. car, too. Yes. Yeah. So that car. And then it even... Somebody even mentions it when they get to the motel. Yes. Cliff and Ronnie show up to the hotel, too. They're like, nice car. Yeah. And so that's actually they meet them when they're there. So Mm -hmm. Zoe, Jack, and Zach meet both the officers or both the male officers at the motel. And Danny mentions that his cats are missing. So then it cuts back to the kids in the juvenile detention center. Olivia, Stella, and Geronimo are also discussing the diner murders and Geronimo suggests it's an impending zombie apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And he's like, it's zombies. And also Ronnie actually warned the kids, Selena Gomez and her friends. They're like, weird shit's going on. Lock your doors. Yeah. And they do. They do. Yeah. I was so proud of them. Yeah. It's pointless, but I'm so proud of them. Yeah. So then Cliff and Ronnie find, they're, like, investigating, and Cliff is like, it's not fucking zombies. Like, at first. You know, he's oh, yeah. like, mm, he's Ronnie, like, That's ridiculous. just shut up. Yeah. But then they're, like, going to the cemetery, and they f- see open graves. Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm, I think Cliff falls in one. Yeah. yeah. Which, how do he now see it? He's walking, like, straight towards it. <laughs> you don't see that from far away. <laughs> and Hermit Bob is spying on these situations. Oh, the whole time he's yeah. watching from the woods. And he's separately thinking that there are zombies. Mm-hmm. This guy's pretty in tune. He's seen, like, the ant colonies freaking out. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's really in tune with the wilderness. And so he's seeing these spe- different species all having meltdowns, mm-hmm. essentially. And Ronnie gives Cliff guidance on how to kill zombies. The head. You mm-hmm. know. And then Bobby and Hank have a similar conversation. and Because Hank owns a, owns a hardware store, so Bobby, that's where he's going. Yeah. Going first. They're going to lock up that hardware store because they have. I mean, he has guns and ammo and saws and hammers and knives and screwdrivers and a lot of things that can go like into the head Mm -hmm. and do some damage there. And then there are more zombies rising from the dead. And Danny, the motel owner, is attacked and he turns into a zombie. And then poor Zoe, Jack, and Zach lock themselves in their room after they see a news bulletin. So, like you said, they were trying to be smart and they locked the door. I don't understand why they unlocked the door. I mean, my only thought was, so, in a, you know, in a few scenes here, they get killed by Danny who owns yeah. the motel. Maybe he didn't look that undead. You know, mm-hmm. because maybe they're like, oh, it's the owner of the motel maybe, and they okay. open the door for him and then all of a sudden they get eaten. Okay. Um, I can kind of accept that. Yeah. But also he did look pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Because you see him get mauled and then you see what he looks like afterwards. So it's not like he looked like totally normal. Yeah. But maybe they were just like, hey, like what's wrong? And then they got eaten. I don't know. They tried, but. They did. So back at the police station, Cliff and Ronnie bring, like, a bunch of supplies. So they've got guns and saws and just, like, bits and pieces of weaponry. And they tell Mindy about the zombies. And then Mallory, the town drunk, <laughs> reanimates. Chardonnay. And then Chardonnay. Yeah, she comes back. She's like, Chardonnay. <laughs> and then Ronnie decapitates Mallory. And then even after her head's off, she's like, Chardonnay. <laughs> and the our audience thought that yeah. was pretty funny, too. And then two corpses reanimate inside the funeral home. I was actually most excited for this scene because I thought it was fucking hilarious in the trailer. 
this creepy ass fucking and, and you kind of see that she's a little off because she's got these makeup palettes and she's putting there's a man and a woman that are dead she's putting the most neon brightest fucking makeup on these two corpses and then like one of them pops her eyes open and she's like oh and she closes it and the other one does it and, and then she's like are you two in on this together and then they like pop up and of course she's badass with the samurai sword yeah. so she just takes care of it no big deal but you're seeing now that more corpses mm-hmm. are popping up and then Zelda goes over to the police officers. They She goes to the station. And so, you know she's fucking weird because when she turns, she turns on a dime. Every yes. single time she turns. She doesn't, like, weave or do anything. Mm-hmm. She's, like, turn and then immediately, like, a sharp yep. turn, another sharp turn, another sharp turn. She just doesn't walk right, but mm-hmm. she's also this creepy undertaker, so she's maybe just she's just weird. Yeah. Whatever. I can accept that. <laughs> but, and then at... <sighs> I was like, bet at this part. She asked Mindy earlier to this, are you a couple with that physically attractive officer? (laughs) Mindy's like, no. And she's like, just trying to get the town information or something like that. And I was like, I would be with the physically attractive (laughs) Like, Adam Driver, you can save me from any situation. Brad wanted to go see this movie, but he had something going on that night. And I was like, I just want you to know that... I'm going to be real annoying because I'm just going to want to look at Adam Driver the whole time. I'm going to be real excited about it. <laughs> and he was like, it's fine. Because you know how, like, couples have lists sometimes? Like, you can totally leave me for this person uh-huh. if that person ever wants you. Adam Driver's on your list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's got the most basic-ass list, dude. His is, like, Mila Kunis. And I'm like, oh, you and everybody else. Yeah. Which is fair. She's really hot. But anyways. So Zelda is like, oh, I'll watch the police station while you're gone. And so the cops go out to patrol together. And then she but like. Adam Driver leaves his keys with her. Yeah. She, and it had she's this like, may little... I borrow your small vehicle or something like that. And Oh, yeah. yeah. The Star Wars callback. He yeah, had a keychain, a Star Wars keychain on it. And she was like, huh. And he's like, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. And he said something like good stuff or something like that. It, it was so good. It I was, was like, good. <gasps> Which is stupid me. Kylo. I'm not very into star wars so yeah. i actually needed them because she says it and yeah I, thankfully because i was like i assume it's star wars but I'm, right I'm if like, you didn't know the ships and what yes. they looked like you wouldn't know yeah so they fucking leave her to man the controls they're just like yeah if anybody calls on one i'm sure you got this never done it before in your life and the <laughs> weirdest shit happened she like moved her hand over all the electronics and they all came on and then all these crazy letters yes. and numbers showed up on the screen and you turned <laughs> to me and you were like alien <laughs> yes. and i was like huh, like yeah, yeah funny, funny. funny fucking alien dude <laughs> i don't know where that fuck that comes from because that just comes out of fucking nowhere well so connor actually mentioned this and i wanted to bring it up this is even more of a little ode to night of the living dead because when they were originally planning night of the living dead they didn't know how they were going to end it they didn't know what the monster was really going to be one of the theories was actually going to be aliens and that the aliens were bringing back the corpses and eating them. Interesting. So what happens is, this is, like, we're jumping ahead. Because, yeah, way ahead. But this is just what we do. We Let's just talk about the alien part real quick. Yeah. So she gets Adam Driver's keys from him because she wants to meet them in the cemetery later. And you can see as she's, like, walking around town and being, she's like, oh, hello, you're lovely. As she's, like, decapitating all these <laughs> dead people. Like, it's not bothering her at all. No. And if she doesn't have to kill them, she's really not. She's kind of, like, going around them exactly. and letting them do their thing. She finds them interesting and amusing. Which is weird, but maybe if she's just a badass and she's not concerned about being killed by him, she's just, like, observing the situation. Whatever. She's a weird lady. I don't yeah. know. 
but Adam Driver, <laughs> the cops all basically end up in a cemetery being overrun by these corpses and they're inside their car, but these corpses are all around them trying to get into the car mm-hmm. and it's kind of an intense situation and fucking Tilda Swinton's character Zelda just pulls up mm-hmm. and she gets out of the car and she, this fucking UFO just beams her yeah. up. You think she's going to go help? No, no. no she's no. just like. She's like, I am time. It's time for me to come home. Thank you. Pick me up, please. There's shit going on down here. And we were just like, I was like, you are fucking right. (laughs) Fucking aliens. (laughs) Everything is aliens. (laughs) Yes. And it's all, it's because we did the fourth kind. We did our haunted happy hour. And I thought we were done with aliens until alien. No. No. Eight. There's so much aliens. It was fucking, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And that's one of those things where I was like, this is the weirdest shit I've ever fucking seen. But. Back to our movie. Yes. Yes. Well, actually, that pretty much takes us to the cemetery. The cops were patrolling. That's true. And then they end up in the cemetery. Mindy's in the back seat. You see, like, people dying along the way. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the hardware people. Yeah, Bobby and Hank die. They forgot about the back door, so they boarded up the front door and they forgot about the back door. Which is unfortunate because Bobby was such a horror movie buff. Kind of like in Cabin in the Woods, the stoner character, if you will, is like, we shouldn't split up. We shouldn't read that fucking book. Mm-hmm. Like, that's been Bobby this whole time. Yeah. And same thing in Scream, you know. Exactly. That, yeah. He's yeah, like, no. these are the rules. Keep her off the back door. <laughs> yep. And so they get overrun by zombies. And pretty much everyone in this town that you've seen as characters gets eaten. Yeah. The kids at the detention center. Exactly. They have to hide in a closet and then take off and stuff like that yeah. is happening. And they're just patrolling around. And while these characters are in the cemetery, Hermit Bob sees Farmer Miller. <laughs> <laughs> get carried off they like lift him up above them and he's just like get off me and trying to shoot him and so steve buscemi's racist ass gets killed and everybody's like good good as the hermit is eating the chicken leg that he said he stole in the beginning and he's like i'm stealing your chicken he fucking did he lied (laughs) this is a good chicken So then, you know, that hey, that character doesn't really have much to do with the movie other than you get some poetic justice yeah. there because the racist ends up dying. But so does everybody else. So, man. yeah. And so that happens. And then, again, while they're back in the cemetery, Mindy is in the back freaking the fuck out. This was my favorite fucking part. She fucking... <laughs> She sees. So, I mean, okay, so you have to think about, let's say you're in a small town. You've been in a small town for generations. A lot of these corpses coming back. They're your family them. and friends. Here's my problem with the corpse thing. And yeah. this is with all zombie Yeah, you made movies. a comment about this. They come back and they reanimate. But our bodies decompose basically to skeletons. Yeah. And these people came back as if they had just died. Maybe a little grayer. Like, yeah. not as pretty, obviously. And uh, maybe a little less bone density. But they come back and they are not skeletons. Yeah. And they are, like, because she mentions, like, oh, my God, it's my grandma. Like, yeah. <laughs> against the, the fucking car. And so that's my only problem as far as continuity goes but that's just not this movie and even if it was just a movie this movie is a horror comedy it's not taking itself too seriously exactly. anyways but just but like it is a zombie thing that you've yeah. commented and you are correct because, you never see zombies that are totally skeletons and i understand that most of the time it's because zombies create other zombies instantaneously yeah. for the most part so, so like you have a couple if i were to bite you okay. you wouldn't have time yeah. to decompose i get that but in this one they're literally popping out of the ground yeah, you see them all rising and in my the cemetery. other comment is like the first two that busted out she's like wearing hoochie shorts and like <laughs> who buried her in that <laughs> so they just oh she got hit by a car and throw her in a fucking <laughs> yeah. grave and also second third zombie little fought here if we bury them in coffins are they just like 
that's a lot of weight with all that dirt on top of a car. I'm probably looking way too You're much looking away. But it's not like we just throw people in the dirt. Yeah, exactly. You know, and even if they're handed, but they had to do some work yeah. to get up to that surface, especially Definitely. if they're in a coffin and have to push that shit off of them. I mean, you have good thoughts, but this is a horror comedy. I know. Save these thoughts for, I don't know, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, something else. <laughs> Day of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, 28 Days Later. T- I, I know. And, yeah. and again, most of the time those zombie issues are caused by a virus and they create zombies instantaneously, so it's not really a problem. But in this one, for example, they're popping out of the ground. Yeah. So, but <laughs> Mindy sees her grandma and she's like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I'm coming, grandma. And she just fucking bails out of the car. And she's just like, I'm coming, grandma. <laughs> but the best fucking part. <laughs> They're eating her outside the fucking car, and it's total silence. Not not the boys in the front going, no, don't do that, or come back inside. All you hear is just the click of the locks from Adam Driver. <laughs> it's so good. <sighs> I died. Daddy has a sense of humor. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and the whole time in this movie, the whole fucking time, Adam Driver's character, Ronnie keeps telling Cliff, the same thing. This is going to end and badly then, over and over and over. And Cliff finally gets fed up with it in this car. Yeah. And he's like, why do you keep saying that? How do you know? And he's like, I read the script. <laughs> and he's like, you read the whole script? I only got our scenes. He gave you the whole script? He's like, yeah. And I read the whole script. And he's like, after everything I've done for him, you didn't even know all the things I've done for him. And it's just like this whole fourth wall yes. just comes. It's like these actors are just in this funny situation exactly like it's really interesting and funny yeah and and then he like plays the song again but then even the alien part comes and he's like did you get that part in the script i didn't get that part of the script (laughs) nobody know like even the actors are like that's fucking we know that's fucking weird like we're just here because we owe somebody a favor and I'm sure this was fun to film, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just like Octavia Spencer and Maul, like that had to be yeah, fun for her. Right? So I'm glad that they're doing things that seem, and Adam Driver was in Patterson. So I'm sure that the, him yeah. and the director had, you know, a relationship exactly. for him to be able to do that. But then basically Ronnie tells Cliff, well, at the end of the script, we don't live, but we have to go and at least give it our all. Mm-hmm. And so they decide that they're going to go out and, and face this horde of zombies and then in the meantime we see the kids from the juvenile detention center they hide long enough to be able to run away and then one of them's like i know a safe place we can go and they run away and you never see them again yeah exactly no idea what happened to them kind of pointless yeah but whatever i I, it didn't upset me i didn't dock it for having a useless scene well, like, it didn't take up very much of your time. Well, I was about to say, like Chris Duckman so. said, they probably could have cut out like 10, 15 minutes of the movie, but yeah. it didn't really matter that much to mm-hmm. me. I was like, eh, I'm not interested in them, but it's not like they're on them for a very long it's time. It's not hurting you either. Exactly. So, uh, something else that the zombies have been doing, which is another big political point in this movie, and which is not very subtle, is, again, they gravitate towards things they did when they were living. So, a lot of them are walking around looking at their phones going, Wi-Fi, which is like... We should stop fucking paying exactly. attention to our phones. And, like, the kids go candy. And they yeah. go loot all the candy as mm-hmm. zombies. And so, of course, there's that message of you're all fucking zombies and you need to open your fucking eyes. And then there's things about the polar fracking mm-hmm. and lunar shit being weird. So it's just yeah. a big, like, we need to wake it's up as people. It's heavy-handed. It's not like... Yeah. And then, of course, there's the Keep America Great Again cap turned into the Make America White Again mm-hmm. cap. And... I'm not, you know, saying politically either way, like, you know, it's not like we are talking about politics 
in this, but it is definitely there. Yeah. So if that's something that makes a movie not enjoyable for you, then maybe don't see this one. But if you don't really think about it that much, you can just enjoy it at a surface level, yeah. I think, for just being the weird fucking zombie ode that it yeah, is. Yeah, it's not like every single sentence they say no, is something No, not at all. Yeah. And I wouldn't say it's, like, in your face the whole time, but it's definitely not, like, a thinker. Like, it's, yeah, it's there. You know what they're saying. Exactly. And so they go out and they face this horde of zombies and then Hermit Bob is still watching this and he's been pretty much untouched. And he is basically narrating all these metaphorical meanings about this is really when it stops being subtle. Yeah. Because it's he's literally narrating how people caused this. Yeah. And then, of course, Cliff and Ronnie go down. Yeah. And they die. And just like you said, it doesn't end well for them. But you do get like a standoff. You know, they 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 go down fighting. And, uh, I, you know, this is hard to rate as a horror movie because it just, it's like a huge, like, sub-sub-genre of horror. It, it's not like it's your typical slasher, zombie, alien. Like, it doesn't really fit into any of those categories. like a perfect little puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. It kind of dips its toe into everything, but under the wide umbrella of being a horror comedy similar to, like, Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. So you're not gonna get scared that's not the reason to go see this movie but if you are a horror fan there's a lot of cool things that they do to call back to horror films and it's not like they're making fun of horror no they're appreciating it while also making it funny Mm -hmm. is how i felt about it and you've got a great cast all the performances are good again politics isn't super subtle but if that's something you can get over yeah i i i'd recommend it i mean for me Let's just say as, like, just a film in general, I'm riding about a three and a half out of five on this one. Yeah, that's I'd say it's, like a three. I'd say it's heading towards the four, but I can't quite give it a four because mm-hmm. it's not like I was like, this movie was fucking awesome. Yeah, it's definitely middle of the line. Yeah. I mean, our three out of five is over that middle of the line anyway, so. Exactly. And and I would, I will definitely purchase this and put it in my collection because, uh, you know, I have a problem now since we've started doing this <laughs> podcast. I was like, well... If I can't find all the movies, it's fine. I'll just buy them. So now I just buy every single movie we do. Mm-hmm. And then also, if I see any good deals on top of that, but mm-hmm. I specifically buy horror. And so I want to collect the ones I enjoyed and I will definitely buy this one. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, Adam Driver aside, <laughs> without Adam Driver, I'd probably give it a three. Yeah. Bump it up to three and a half for uh, my boyfriend. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think it's super different and... You know, all spoilers aside, if let's just say you hadn't listened to us, I think you'd be, we were surprised mm-hmm. with what we got, but not in like a fuck kind of way, you yeah. know, it just, in the trailer, they did a good job of not really, you can see that it's a horror comedy, but you can't see to what extent, Yeah, you exactly. know, you, you don't see all those fourth wall breaks and how they are not taking themselves seriously right. and how, uh, it, I don't know, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was very different and I will definitely be interested in what this director does next patterson was a miss for me he's done a lot of other stuff that i haven't seen but i know a lot of people really like him but patterson was a miss for me this was a hit for me so i'm going to continue to follow and see what happens with his career yeah what else he does thank you guys for joining us for this hype episode if you see this movie uh, not even for an episode. I'm just super interested to see what your thoughts were. Yeah. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Was it middle of the road for you? Did you not really care one way or another? 
email us. But while you email us, if you have any near-death experiences that you want to tell us about that you would like us to talk about on a haunted happy hour, we are going to be working on that in the very near future. So if you've experienced anything like that, please shoot us an email at theexorcisters at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at the Exorcisters Podcast and on Twitter at the Exorcisters. You can also pull up our website and stream the podcast episodes as well as look at some of our blog posts about what's going on in horror right now, especially specifically on all your streaming services, what's out, what's coming and what's going throughout the months. That is exorcisters.com. Super easy to remember. Mm -hmm. And uh, we hope to engage with you on our socials. And until next time, stay creepy.